Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. And Dean Young is my host today. Hi, Dean. How are you doing? Good, good to how be are here. You? Yeah, nice to see you. Uh, oh, Dean Young I'm is good. a host of Inside Jokes. He took over after Sandra passed away. Yeah. And we're still trying to deal with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was the sidekick. And now you're the main dude. Yeah, well. So it's, it's basically bittersweet. It is. Yeah. You know, I was. she always called me Gilligan, actually. I was the Gilligan to her skipper. <laughs> I feel like I'm still Gilligan. Is that a good I'm thing just, or a bad thing? Well, we'll see if I crash the boat or not. All right, all right, all right. Well, joining us in studio today is James Malonis. Yeah. He's a lifestylist, a celebrity realtor, an interior designer, and a keynote speaker. He is also a gay man living in the city. He brought in his boyfriend today, Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Now, they've been together for seven years and they haven't spent a day apart since the day they met. Yeah, wow. it's yeah crazy, which is crazy. Yeah. And you guys met online. Yeah, did. So yes, you know, meeting people online can work. So online dating uh, sites and apps do work at times. Now, we want to learn more about how they make their relationship work because they have a very successful one and discuss some of the stigmas and stereotypes around gay relationships. So everybody, welcome to the show. So very impressive how you guys have been together for seven years and haven't spent a day apart. Doesn't that get like boring? No, I think we're both two very big personalities and it just makes things really interesting. So you're not, with big personalities usually compete with each other, none of that? No, not really. Okay, you guys are obviously in two different lines of work. Yes. Yeah. That, that helps. Um, so did you guys make a pact at the beginning of your relationship where you said, okay, we're not going to do anything without each other, basically? Basically, yeah. Really, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and usually that doesn't work in a relationship. I actually have friends, they're a heterosexual couple, and they did the same thing. And they've been going strong for 15 years. So basically he's allowed to go golfing, and that's it. And then he comes back home, anything, when they go out at night, it's together, same thing with you guys, or? I'd say we're a little more around, like, if you're going out to a club or, or anything in that aspect. This is Scott talking right. about um, we're, we're more, we're there together. Um, but we have different things in our lives that appeal to us as individuals, and so we encourage each other to, to father or foster that sort of um, part of the relationship. I think it brings in enough uh, interest Right, so he comes home with something new and exciting to share with us. I think if we did a hundred percent together, we'd kill each other. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think. I mean, seven years though. That's I only speaking from my own experience. That seems like the ultimate land speed record, though. I've never come anywhere close to seven years uh, okay. in a relationship. No, Dean. Yeah. Well, it's coming. I feel it for you. Is it? That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you guys met on an online dating app. Can I ask which one? <laughs> it wasn't really a dating app. It was more of a hookup app. Okay. It was I stopped called, him. He stopped Is it called Grinder? No, way before Grinder even existed. Um, it was an, an online website called Squirt. It sounds oh, disgusting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Young knows that one. And that's where we met, and he pursued me for six weeks, and I made every excuse in the book not to meet him. Okay, why though? Because he wasn't your typical type, right? I just got out of a relationship and I wasn't really interested in getting into one or hooking up with someone. It was just, your people he, like stroke my ego and that was it. But you were on a, a hookup app, so what did it matter? It was just more for the attention. Um, but like it was con- like every day was a new message. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Hey, where are you? Just like, 
I enough. Like I'm busy. You know, I'm in Muskoka. I'm at the cottage. I'm here. I'm there. I, I'm just not interested. And what was it about him, uh, Scott, that you love so much? Um, first of all, this profile picture was basically his torso. Uh, so that was intriguing <laughs> to me. Uh, and then when he was ignoring me, I'm like, I will not take no for an answer. So like, I am going after this, and he's going to give in. And he did. <laughs> and he did. Okay, powerful right. man. So wh- what can people expect on a, a gay dating site? Dean, you know a little bit about that. Well, I mean, yeah. Is it all how half-naked dudes? It's definitely more forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of directness. It, there's a lot of, like Grindr, for example. There's not a lot of middle ground. It's just sort of like, boom, here's what I'm looking for. I'm a kilometer away and that's it so it's, yeah. it's basically yeah. for sex yeah yeah so are are your peers and other gay people that you know using online dating sites to hook up for relationships no just for hookups oh really yeah it's real that's interesting yeah and then that. if a relationship fosters afterwards it's fine but most people just use it to you know have that 20 30 minute encounter and off mm-hmm. they go i don't think either one of us expected that we would end up in a relationship like really it was just supposed to be something fun yeah. and casual well there's often this stigma uh, attached to being gay like gay guys aren't able to have a relationship or keep a relationship or relationships don't last when you're gay so do you find that to be true in most cases yeah I think I think so I mean I, I feel like you know um, gay men have a fear of commitment in most cases right so that's why they tend to go for just more of the casual hookup and why do you think they have a fear of commitment I don't know. I mean, for me personally, um, relationships have always been defined by my family and my parents, and they had a great relationship. So that one-on-one and that affection, that's what I go for um, in in a relationship, and that's what I was looking for. Um, but I just feel the people that I know in, in the gay lifestyle, they just are afraid of making that commitment of being like attached to one individual. I think a lot of it's like, because there's also the opposite cliche about lesbian relationships. Right. People make these jokes like, well, their second date, they're moving in together. But I think for for men, for same sex couples with men, a lot of these, quote unquote, hookup apps came from a place of uncertainty. Right. It kind of stems from a time where it's it could be dangerous to be sitting at a bar and looking at a guy across the bar and trying to make a move because you have no idea. So Grinder and Squirt and stuff like that came along because it's like, let's just cut out the middleman, if you will, and just everybody knows what they're looking for. And you could be forward and you could be direct. So you guys have a successful relationship. How do you guys make it successful? Like, how do you make it work? James? I think that being, there's obviously a, a huge age difference between us. So that really helps because it brings two different aspects to the relationship. So Scott, you're the mature one? No. Um, <laughs> James, you are? Age-wise, yes. Age-wise, okay. yes. But personality-wise, like, he is so young at heart. And I'm like an 85-year-old Yenta on the inside. <laughs> okay, you know what? We have to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about how you make your relationship work. We'll be right back on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. Tomorrow's a work week. <laughs> I hate Mondays. This Dean? is a good distraction for people. I never liked Mondays. I, When I was a kid, on Mondays, I would wear this T-shirt. You know the iron-on, the press ones? I think it was Daffy Duck or something. It was like, I hate Mondays. 
and I still don't like Mondays. You guys, do you, you guys do you like Mondays? Do you sell the t-shirt though or? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I burned it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we're exploring gay relationships and we're going to talk about the stigmas and stereotypes associated with gay relationships. And in studio we have James and Scott. They are a male gay couple. My co-host, well, I'm not really a co-host, but he's a show regular here. today. Yeah. Dean Young, he's from Inside Jokes. Before the break, we were talking about how, I mean, you guys have such a successful relationship, so how you guys make it work. So do you want to continue with that, please? How do you guys make your relationship work? Um, setting aside time for date night, we try really hard not to be on our phones when we're at home together. Um, after about 8, 8.30, we leave them on the island, and then we're just down watching TV, trying not to... But wait a second. If you're just down watching TV, why can't you be on the phone at the same time? Like, when I'm with my partner, and he's, you know, sitting on the couch, and he's watching hockey, and, like, hockey's one of those things that you just, as a woman, you don't really have to pay attention to. So why can't I be on my phone? Like, why can't you be on your phone while you're just doing nothing? I don't understand that. I Scott? think for, for me... Um... I kind of like that one-on-one interaction with each other. And so, you know, I comment on TV shows all the time, and he used to be on his phone. And I think that he, he kind of did that for me because it was important um, for so, me so to your have his love attention. language, your love language is quality time. Exactly. Yes. And so I think that's, that's you know, where you kind of learn and grow from each other. Uh, so for me, I, I think that's uh, do you what know, James is. Do you know what James's love language is? Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> James, you said something about the age difference really yeah. helps. And why is that? I think it just keeps it fresh. I mean, I know myself, I could never date someone my own age or my own generation. Just there's no drive behind them. So every relationship I've had has always been someone older, whether it's 5, 10 years older or 20 years older. It's always just been someone older, someone who can challenge me and someone who can push me to grow even further than I already have. And that's what he's done. Yeah. And so what are some other things that you do to keep the relationship strong? Uh, again, that quality time together. So at least every three months we plan a trip mm -hmm. and we go away. Well, and most people can't do that, okay. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be super expensive. I mean, a weekend away, going down to Niagara for wine tasting, um, hopping over the border to do some shopping. It's not like every three months we're in the Dominican, right? It's just every three months taking that weekend off, phones off and spending time together so you guys have been together for seven years are you gonna consider having children together we thought about it at one point it's not off the record as my mom sends me adoption links every single day <laughs> now you are greek yes very traditional family yes and they're okay with you being gay my mother's side is my father's side has completely like shut the door have they shut the door on you yes that's really sad yeah so they shut the door even way before um, Scott came into the picture. Like, this is going back into my teen years. Oh, sad. And Scott, how do your parents feel? My parents love James. Uh, mm. They love and Actually, I never really came out to my family. All of a sudden, there was just James, and it was uh, Christmas. Like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just James. And then they just started saying, is James coming for dinner? Is James coming out uh, to visit with the family? And so I never had to have the talk. Well, lucky you. Do you think sometimes they just know and then by the time you're just open with it without having an actual coming out that they've just long ago, they accepted it and warmed up to it and it's just kind yeah, of Yeah, I, th I think that's possible. Yeah. I, I mean, I you know, I, I did the whole married thing and, you know, I was... Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I did all of that stuff, right? So. Uh, and when you were married, like to a heterosexual woman? Yes. Did you realize you were gay when you were married, before you were married? Um, I'd say if I was honest with myself, I knew going into the marriage, but I had this... You know, 
you know, I grew up in a different time. So that's, mm-hmm. I think, another thing where James and I kind of help each other. So for me, I was very closeted and I didn't express or share my personal life with anyone. I almost all, did ever. that myself. You did, I yeah. almost got married and I was still, yeah, I hadn't, like, I'm bisexual, but I hadn't talked about any of this. It was just one of those things where... I knew what was going on, but I just sort of kept that in the back of my head, you know. So, Scott, as a, as a being married or having been married, mm-hmm. um, what advice can you give guys that are maybe gay, closeted, and are getting married or are in a marriage currently? What advice can you give them? I think they really just have to take a really good look at the mirror and find out what's in, important to you and, and follow your dream and your vision and your desires because really you're just not being fair to the other person in the relationship because you're not giving them your entire self. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So now let's talk about misconceptions and stigmas, okay? So there's quite a few misconceptions uh, when it comes to gay relationships. So I want to address a few of them and I want to hear your opinions, okay? So we'll start with the first one. Uh, The first one is that gay men are more promiscuous. (laughs) Like your sex drive is on a different level. Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, The sex drive is high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more so than you think heterosexual men? Um, I think it's about even. I just think because it's two gay guys that are always horny, they're always ready to rabbit. Nice, yeah. Whereas I think in a heterosexual relationship, and maybe it's just my own perception of watching my friends in their relationships where the female is always like, not today. And it becomes, you know, maybe next month. And then next month becomes maybe on the anniversary. Yeah, right? I've, yeah. Like, then it becomes yeah. once a year, yeah. yeah. Well, we have to take a break. We're going to come back with more misconceptions of uh, being gay when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. And joining us today is Dean Young of Inside Jokes. Dean, you're going to be leaving me in a few minutes. That's right. I am, yeah. I don't like that. I'm just sort of half here. Half here. Which is true of the topic, too. Okay, and my... uh, (laughs) My guests today, my guests today are James and Scott. James Malonis, he's a celebrity realtor here in the city of Toronto, and his boyfriend. They're in studio with us. They're a gay male couple, and uh, I just want to talk about the misconceptions and stigmas around gay relationships. So I'm going to name a few, and then we're going to talk about them, and then you guys are going to say yay or nay, or I want your thoughts on it. All right. In 2005, a study found that more than 40% of gay men had an agreement that sex outside of a relationship was permissible with less than 5% of heterosexual and lesbian couples reported the same. They believe that you should be able to pursue your sexual urges while avoiding the hurt that comes with cheating. I think cheating's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I I don't personally um, agree mm-hmm. with that statement. I think, you know, if you're in a committed relationship, you're committed. And I think every, like, every relationship's different, right? You sort of, it depends on the sort of ground rules that you and your partner lay out. Yeah, how it's going to work for them, you know. I've seen numerous gay couples start off as just themselves monogamous for the first five, six years. And then it's like, okay, instead of breaking up, why don't we just, you know, kind of be open and do our own thing. Personally, I could never do it. And we both value family in the same way. So I don't think he could ever do it. But I've seen so many gay couples do it where it's just like, don't ask, don't tell. 
Don't ask, don't tell. The old army saying. Yeah. Okay, on the topic of abuse now, there's a common misconception um, is that domestic violence only takes place in heterosexual relationships, um, when it's quite common in same-sex relationships as well. Some people don't consider it abuse. They say, oh, it's just two men fighting. Um, have you seen any situations like this? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm actually an advocate for domestic violence, and I spent a lot of time working with women's shelters, volunteering my time. And I spoke at the Ellenborough Gala in March, I think it was. And after the show, or after the, the event, um, I had a, a man come up to me and say that he was um, abused by a male partner. And we also know a friend who had been through um, abuse with a partner as well. And so it does happen to two males opposed to just a heterosexual relationship. Yeah, because I know like if the cops show up and there's a man and a woman fighting and as a man, you better have proof that you didn't touch her or you're going to jail. I mean, that's just how it works in this country. Yeah. I've seen it many times um, for sure. Well, and I think in any relationship, whether it is a same sex or a heterosexual relationship, there's always sort of a power balance in a way, right? So there's a dominant partner in some aspects and and people some people take that to their advantage and they put themselves in that position of power and sort of you can abuse the other person in a variety of ways, not just physical. Does that go for you guys in your relationship? Is there one person who's stronger than the other? There's the boss. I think it depends on the aspect of, of life, right? So there's certain things that James takes the lead on, there's certain things in the home that I take the lead on, right? So yeah. I think that's, again, sort of part of our balance and what makes it work, mm -hmm. yeah. right? So we kind of... Who's who's the house cleaner? I am. <laughs> Scott? I am, 100%. James is the laundry guy. He will not <laughs> let me, like, wash anything. Nope. At all. Nope. <laughs> the only laundry I can do is take it to the dry cleaners and pick it up. That's it. That's <laughs> it is it. it is totally true, though. Like, I think one of the biggest lies that you hear about any relationship is that relationships shouldn't be work. Of course they are, because it's two people trying to cohabitate and coming from their own worlds. So there is that sort of back and forth and that push and pull, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's other things, too. Like, you know, just if he has an extremely busy week, I pick up the slack. If I have a yeah. busy week, he picks up the slack. So it's never really feeling like I'm doing all of it or I do more than you. Think of it's it as an ocean, just the wave riding in and out. Yeah. Let's talk about STDs now. Ooh. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, STDs, uh, they've been rising among gay and bisexual men with increases of syphilis being seen across the country, accounting for nearly 83% of these cases in 2014. How do you guys feel about that? Um, wh why do you think men are struggling with these sexual health issues? I think for gay men, um, most gay men that are single or promiscuous are on PrEP, which kind of makes your body immune to HIV. But what it doesn't make you immune to- They're on which, sorry? PrEP. Okay. I don't know what it stands for. I We're not on it because we've been together for seven years. It's just been the two of us. Um, but I know men who are on PrEP and it basically makes you immune to HIV. So you can have unprotected sex. So it's a medication. Yes. But you shouldn't be having unprotected sex if you're promiscuous because it doesn't make you immune to herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea. You know, it only prevents you from con or contracting HIV. So that's why I think syphilis is, is on the rise because there's just so much unprotected sex going around from both gay men and bisexual men. Yeah, it's like this false safety net, right? So people just go, oh, well, you can just do anything now and it's totally fine. They've cured all of it, but it's a false idea. So wear your condoms, everybody. Grab Very some, important. Grab some rubbers. Grab some rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back on the Dating and Relationship Show.
listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta of singleinthecity.ca. My guests today are James Malonis and his boyfriend, Scott. They are a male gay couple here in the city of Toronto. They have an amazing relationship. They've been together for seven years and they don't really spend any days apart. They really know how to make it work. We're just talking about uh, discussing the different stigmas and stereotypes associated with gay relationships. I want to talk about um, sexual harassment now. So do you guys ever feel objectified at times? I mean, sexual harassment seems more normal and acceptable in the gay community. Or maybe it's just swept under the rug. So let's just say you're in a bar and some guy comes up and, you know, grabs your junk. You're going to probably get away with it a lot more than if you go and do that. You go into a bar and grab a girl's, we'll say vajayjay, because I heard Oprah say vajayjay, so I think it's okay. You can say the vajayjay. Yeah, the vajayjay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Shonda Rhimes who coined that term. Okay. (laughs) So how do you feel about that? I guess for me, like... uh... I'm okay with it. I'm okay if someone so, actually... So you're okay with that? I'm okay if someone comes in and grabs me or, or touches me. I wouldn't do it myself. But, but why if I, is that? Why is it okay for you? I don't know. Maybe it... Because you like it? Yeah, it's flattering, I guess, in a, in a certain It's flattering? Step. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, like it, it's not like it's like... <laughs> type of thing. Like if it's just a normal little touch, why not? I'm okay with it. How about you, James? Um, I've... I worked with women my whole life working in retail and they would always come by and stop. Oh, your butt's so big. And they're like, slap your butt. Oh, you're so cute. Let's make out. And I'm just like, eh, it's all right. Did they know that you were gay? Oh, yeah. But that's what they felt was okay because I am gay. I'm off. Like, I'm I'm a fair person to be with. Safe. Right. I'm safe. Right. So they would come like try and kiss me or they would, you know, grab my butt. And even going out to a gay bar, I mean, I get hit on all the time and it's really annoying. I get guys slapping my butt. If you're going to buy me a drink, great. If not, see you later. So if they buy you a drink, you're okay with it? Well, yeah, I need something out of it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I've been to gay clubs before with friends because they, you guys have good, you know, they have good music playing. We do have good so, music. So we gather a few friends and we go out and I'm just shocked at what I see in these bars. Yeah. <laughs> Couples, sandwiching, like single guy and the things that come out of their mouths, it's just, it's shocking. Well, I can't say it on the radio. And the thing is, if you go to a gay club, nine out of ten people is on some form of drug, right? Yeah, it's what, just what's the chosen drug? Usually Molly, um, just because it, it enhances is that ecstasy. Yeah, it enhances the the whole like sexual experience, makes you super horny. Um, but like any gay bar, or just like the 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 nightclubs that go till five or six in the morning. Like any gay bar, you really? could you could go into Woody's right now for an afternoon drink, and probably three men in there are on ecstasy looking to have a good time in the bathroom that's insane yeah i went to um i was at the bay once i take clients sometimes to help them with their uh personal shopping Mm -hmm. and these two guys came out of the change room (laughs) it's like well i know what they were doing i was shocked it was like four four o'clock in the afternoon see that just wouldn't normally happen with heterosexual people no, I mean, you could even walk behind um, the studio here and, you know, you could see two gay guys coming out of bushes. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You've it, seen it happen? Yeah, it happens. I mean, we it went down. It, was, <laughs> it was not us. I have an image to maintain. It was not us. Um, we actually went down early summer down to Cherry Beach just for a little walk and you could see men popping in and out of the bushes. 
Like here we are, we just want to catch the boats going by and there are men running into the bushes and off they go. Oh boy. Okay, so what do you think of the Me Too movement? I guess it doesn't exist in the gay community. (laughs) I haven't really seen it too much coming from gay men. Um, I really, I mean, I'm for it on the female side because Mm -hmm. I do so much work with domestic violence victims, sexual violence victims. Um, But in terms of a gay male perspective, I've never witnessed it. So there was an actual, uh, there was that hashtag, MeQueer, that went viral a few months ago. Did you guys hear about that one? No, I I haven't. It's where thousands of LGBT uh, people took to Twitter and they detailed their experiences of verbal attacks, sexual abuse, and physical violence. Okay. Um, you, you know, now that you've, you've said it, I, I haven't heard about it. But just last week, I was parking my car, placing the parking ticket on my dash. And some guy is driving down in his pickup truck, whips his out of his window and yells, like, I was stunned. I turned around and I'm like, did this really just happen? Right? Yeah, so is there such thing as gaydar where you just know if someone's gay? Absolutely. Yeah. Within seconds, I can tell you if you're gay or not. How do you know? It's just a vibe. Just, it's the way that they act. Like, I don't know. I can't describe it, but it's just the way that they, I can pick it up. Nine times out of ten, I'm right. Scott? Mine is totally broken. <laughs> you have I, no idea? I, this is a wish star. A wish star? <laughs> Okay, so Scott, because yours yeah. is broken, in the past, yeah. let's say you were attracted to some guy. You didn't know mm-hmm. if he was married or not, if he was gay or not. What would you do? I wouldn't even have attempted it. Uh, like James I, I has something to say. Elevator? When you were on your business trip? <laughs> oh, there was alcohol involved in that, though. What happened there? Oh, I, I was uh, on a uh, workshop way, way before way James. Way before me. Uh, in Chicago, and uh, I was out with some colleagues, and I went back early because I had a big presentation the next day, but I was pretty drunk. And there was a guy in the elevator, and I thought, wow, he's kind of attractive, and I just planted a kiss on him. I and was he gay? It, no. He, Did he knock he, you he out? Ki- no, he kissed back, and I said, do you want to come back to my room? And he goes, I can't. My wife's upstairs. <laughs> <gasps> okay, so he could have been gay in the closet. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca. On Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are talking to James and Scott. They are a male gay couple here in the city of Toronto. They have an amazing relationship, seven years and going strong. And they love each other dearly. So we're talking about that today and uh, different stigmas and stereotypes associated with gay relationships. Um, So how far along has the gay community come in terms of uh, when it comes to public displays of affection? Are you guys affectionate in public? Yes, we are. And that's interesting when you say how far has it come because obviously there's an age gap between James and myself. And so many, many years I lived closeted. And even when I was starting to be honest with myself, um, because you were married, because I was married, but then divorced, and I never, I never played while I was married. Uh, But once I was single again, um, you know, I started to be honest with myself, and I and I started to want to date. But I was afraid to be uh, open about it because there was so such a you stigma. Didn't, okay, so you didn't leave your marriage for a guy? No, not at all. 
Okay, no, you it, left your marriage because you weren't happy, maybe. Yeah, and she cheated, actually. Oh, <laughs> so she did. I think, you know, hindsight 2020, I was probably more in love with the whole idea of being married, the perfect house, the perfect family, the kids, all of that. But you have thing. kids. I have no kids. Oh, no kids. No okay. kids. Um, so she cheated. Uh, I couldn't take that because, again, we talked about relationships earlier, how I value them uh, and being exclusive. So uh, we broke up. Then, you know, for a couple of years, I just did nothing. And then I thought, like, I'm missing out on who I am. And then when I became honest, I started to date. Uh, so that was a very different time. And there was still that stigma around it wasn't as accepted as, as it is today. And I think we've come a long way in that. And I think that's why part of it works for James and I as well, because I was so closeted and not out there and I never shared my life with anyone. Uh, and then James came along and then there was a reason to share my life with people and be honest with myself and be open. And, uh, you know, I'll say to him, oh, I just met so-and-so and they were so cool that we're gay. And he's like, well, why wouldn't they be? And I'm like, you have to remember, I grew up in a different time. Yeah. Okay, do gay men deal with issues of masculinity uh, or how do they deal with issues of masculinity in their relationships? Like, for example, we have the ideas that men are supposed to be the breadwinners, the protectors, the aggressors. What happens when there are two men? It kind of just becomes balance, right? Like, there's no ego in a gay relationship. Like, usually, I've heard that there's usually there, there's the male and then there's, like, the female. Uh, like, yeah. uh, James, I would think you're the woman. Interesting. <laughs> if, if, if clothing and shoes count, yes. In but, that sense, yeah. Sorry, would that, did I offend you? No, no. I hope not, sorry. I have a no. way with words it takes, sometimes. It takes a lot to offend me. Oh, like, good, and... good. Okay, so nobody takes on the role of male-female in your relationship? No, I mean, it's we both bring home a paycheck. We both do chores around the house. We both cook. We both clean. Um, I'm a better cook. Um, we both do yard work. We both, you know, we kind of take it all on together. It's not like, you know, this is your job, that's your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, the question was uh, deal breakers in your relationship. What are some deal breakers? Um, I think if, then this goes more than just aesthetics. Like if you have a, an attractive personality, I will not date you. Like you have to have something of attraction for me to hold on to. No, but what are deal breakers in terms of your relationship? Oh, of each other? Yes. Oh, cheating. Yeah, dishonesty. Yeah. Okay. Not communicating. But that never happens, right? You guys don't have to worry about that because you guys do everything together so you don't have a chance to cheat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I think uh, not communicating properly sometimes um, is, is an issue for us because we'll bottle things up because we get so busy and then, yeah. you know, uh, we'll have to draw it out of each other, mm -hmm. which kind of goes back to those weekends away and, and that alone time uh, where the phones are down so we can actually open up that dialogue. Yeah. So I want to talk about the gaydar thing again, being able to tell if someone's gay. So James, mm -hmm. you said that you know when yeah. someone's gay. Absolutely. And just, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's it's the way you act, the way you stand, the way you look, the way you hold yourself, now, and the way you communicate with me. So generally when I see a guy who's really buff and like hot, you know, like really hot, yeah. and buff, I'm like and instantly like he's gay. Gen generally, generally yeah, right? Yeah. That's just wish star for me. Yeah, <laughs> again. <laughs> We got to take a break. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back on the Dating and Relationship Show.
listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. What a fun and exciting show today. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me here today. It's James and Scott. They are a male gay couple here in Toronto. And we're exploring the different stigmas and stereotypes associated with gay relationships today. Thanks. You guys are amazing. Thank you for having us. So have you guys ever faced discrimination because of your sexual orientation? And how did you guys handle it, if so? Yeah, I have actually. I can, uh, yeah, I think so, right? Like, because mm-hmm, yeah. you were married and. I, I was married and then I worked for a really, really large company. And finally, when I looked in the mirror and saw that I, you know, I wanted to be who I am, and I actually came out at work. And um, my boss made my life a living hell for two years. Really? Yeah. What it, did he like, do? It, it switched on a dime. Um, just Isn't comment- that discrimination? Like, it is you can't discrimination. Do that. It is it is discrimination, but you don't know how to deal with it, right? Yeah. Like it was it was very different times. So you don't know how to deal with it, and then you start to question yourself. But he would, you know, when I got ranked against my my peers for evaluations for end of the year reviews, uh, he rated me much lower than the rest of them. Although I had performed better, I'd brought in more dollars uh, and increased my sales uh, more uh, than my peers. But he found every way he could just to knock me down. Um, so eventually the company decided to move its headquarters out of Toronto and I just put my hand up for a package to just to get away from it. Beautiful. But it was uh, it was an awful, awful experience to go through. That's the hardest form of discrimination, I think, when you get it at work, uh, because that's also your livelihood. That's what allows you to afford your life and to have a lifestyle. Uh, and so when that's kind of taken away from you, it's, uh, it's devastating. Yeah, James? Um, not so much in Sorry work. Sorry, you had to go through that, by the way. Thank you. Not so much in work, more in high school. Um, people would always, you know, make fun and poke jokes. I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm here. I'm queer. You like it, great. You don't. Did you come out at a young age? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good I for came you. out early, and it was it wasn't really a shock to what people. What made you decide to come out? Um, there's a lot of people on the fence right now that want to come out, but they're so afraid to come out. So, what can you tell people about that? Just do it. Honestly, it them. gets so much better. Um, I was fighting with my myself. I had internalized homophobia. I was a really angry person. And it came down to... Because you weren't able to be who you are. Yeah, and it came down to abusing substances, and it came down to, you know, picking fights. Like, if you looked at me the wrong way, I would just, like, drop you to the ground. Like, it just... I was a really unhappy person. You're a big guy. He and yeah. He some damage. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not proud of that. But when I came out, everything changed and became so much better. And for anyone who's sitting on the fence right now come out and if you don't want to come out to your family but you want to get it off your chest feel free to contact me like i will be there to listen because nothing makes you feel better than saying i am gay do you feel like society is still adapting to gay relationships or have we gotten past that point would you say it's more acceptable now i think it is yeah i think it it, it definitely is more acceptable now but i think we still have a lot more road to to go down Mm -hmm. uh, before it's truly truly acceptable what sort of changes would you like to see happen within the gay community um, actually, I'd like to see changes happen within the media, to tell you the truth, because, you know, uh, one of the issues we have is the media always likes to play on the stereotypical gay male. Mm-hmm. So the flamboyant gay male, um, when you're at Pride, you know, your butt hanging out of your chaps. Uh, and they really, I feel, um, push that sort of agenda versus taking a look at us as a society. And, you know, James and I are successful. We have careers. We have a home. We have family. We have traditional values, if you will. And I feel that that part of our lifestyle doesn't really get a fair shake within the media, that we always go for the the big, the over the top. And I think if we could 
start to um, show traditional couples like ourselves, if you will, um, that that would do a lot to help move our, our cause. Yeah, I agree. James. And, and if, if there's one change I'd like to see within the gay community is the the homophobia within the gay community, because gays are known for bashing the super flamboyant or those that might be experimenting with their their gender identity. Right. There's a lot of internalized homophobia and transphobia in the gay community. And that's what I would love to see stopped, because we're a community at the end of the day. We're each other's family as a gay community. Oh, wait, there's another misconception that comes up a lot. Okay. The fact that you, uh, gay is being gay or transgender is a choice. It's the same way. Like if you I had me, this argument with someone yesterday, actually, my hairdresser. She's like, no, no, it's a choice sometimes. I'm like, no, it's not. Like if you asked me when did I know I was gay, I would respond back, when did you know you were straight? <laughs> like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I was I chasing kind of... boys in grade kindergarten. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> did they know you were chasing them? I don't think so. Because you liked them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what advice would you give to other men that are struggling with dating or finding a partner? I say, again, just be honest with yourself, be true to yourself, and it'll find you. It always happens when you're not looking, and that's what happened with us. If it feels right, just stick with it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Okay, well, that's all the time we have for today. A big thank you to James and Scott for coming in to chat with us. Hopefully, we were able to break some of the stigmas around being gay with these amazing guys as they gave us some of their great tips on how to make your relationship work and last. Where do we find you? I know Scott doesn't want to be found. <laughs> That's okay, Scott. James found me already. <laughs> I'm taken <laughs> off the market. James, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at the James in the City or on my website, jamesinthecity.com. Awesome. And you can find me at singleinthecity.ca or on Instagram, Laura underscore Balada. Thank you, everybody. Oh, and one more thing I want to talk about. I'm also developing a webinar type program for men on building confidence and approaching techniques. And I'm going to let you guys know more about that when it's done. So have a great week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Until next week, ciao. Bye. Bye.